Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Darius D here, and you're listening to Can You Please Rewind That, That, That? Yeah, yeah. we are definitely in the house. Hope you guys are doing well. Hopefully, all is well with you. All right. So, in, I think this is long weekend. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Memorial Day, I believe, if I'm not incorrect in that regard. But yeah, this is a long weekend for the Americans. Last weekend was a long weekend for us, May 2-4 weekend, Victoria weekend. So to all the Canadians, I hope that you had a good weekend. And to all the Americans, I'm hoping you have a great long weekend and that you enjoy your time with your family and your friends or whoever it may be. So today we're going to be talking about a Disney Plus show, okay? This is a new show that I've been watching. Uh, There's seven episodes out right now. And I really enjoyed this show, and I am I really think that you guys will enjoy it too. But before we get into the show and the matter of hands, this is what we're going to do for you guys. This is what we're going to do for you. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use, as well as as well as well you share this on whatever social media platform you so choose to use. So it could be Instagram, it could be Facebook, it could be Twitter, whatever it is, whatever it may be, please, please, please support the show this is the if you guys are listening and you're a new listener first of all welcome but this is the third remaking of this show started out with a dd fuego show if you've been supporting since 2018 then we did to a suave experience which is more like a societal and a reflection on my life and my views from it and now we're focusing on entertainment so you're literally seeing me grow as a podcaster to see what I can do and what I excel at. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode, a show called Big Shot by Disney Plus. It's a Disney Plus original. If you don't have Disney Plus, I'm sorry, but you probably know somebody who has it. You can use theirs. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have Android boxes, so you can get it for free anyways, so it doesn't really matter. So that is that. It's a really good show. And... We're going to jump right into the content in three, two, one. Yes, 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 we are here. All right, so we're talking about Big Shot, right? So many of you guys who are Disney adults, like the good ones, not the ones who are taking it excessively. And that actually could be a whole episode. I might do. I might actually bring on a guest or two and we'll talk about Disney adults and all that stuff and the iceberg that it is talking about Disney adults. It's because it's been going on for quite some time now. And I think since everybody's starting to attack millennials and the whole battle of Gen Z's versus millennials and all that stuff and the generation battles that always take place throughout the history of time. We're definitely seeing a lot of people attacking millennials on what they enjoy and the certain types of millennials that are out there. So, like, one of them is girls who like skinny jeans versus, like, the Gen Zs who like the looser, baggier type of jeans now. That's the whole argument. And then people are attacking millennials, on whether they're, not yeah, Gen Xers and above, as well as some of people in my age group, the Gen Zers or Zillennials are attacking 
Disney adults a little bit, but not really from mine. I think it's a, some people a little bit younger, but I find that it's mainly the people who are older, the millennials who are making fun of them for that reason. And millennials within themselves attacking Disney adults and those who love Disney to a level where it's almost cultish or a religion, if you will. So we could talk about that in an episode, but this is a Disney original. This came out this year. It's starring John Stamos. If you guys don't know who John Stamos is, you're either super young. Okay. Actually, no, even if you're young, you might know him from David Dobrik's vlogs. But I think most people know him from his um sitcom Full House. Uh, and he portrayed the infamous Uncle Jesse. So it's a really good uh, show. If you haven't seen Full House, I pretty much grew up watching it, even though um it finished it wrapped up when I was a uh, a lot older, but at the same time, like Mary Kate and Ashley, they were still popular at the time. So making movies and having their own fashion line and beauty line. So a lot of the times they were still popular. So I wasn't really concerned about that. So I still was familiar with their work and they were showing reruns on Nickelodeon and different channels that we had. So I was still watch their stuff. And I, Uncle Jesse was one of my favorite characters on the show, which most people would argue it is. And J. John Stamos is known as a heartthrob. So a lot of people knew him, know of him, have heard of him, and know him today. And he's doing his stuff now. Well, like I said, mainly people younger than me or around my age know him from David Dobrik's vlogs and also... Uh, he does some, I think he had a couple sitcoms here and there. One with uh, Josh Peck, where he played Josh Peck's dad, I think. I think that's one of the shows that he had. But yeah, and to be fair with you, this is a role that I like seeing him in because it kind of shows that he's not stuck in just one role, role or he's not like a typecast which a lot of people in Hollywood are typecast it's not really a bad thing but it shows that he has some uh acting chops in his repertoire and he can get out of that character of Uncle Jesse so I don't see Uncle Jesse I see Marvin Korn which is the person that he's portraying in this series now each episode is around 40 minutes to an hour. The whole premise of the show is that John Stamos is playing a guy named Marvin Corrin, who is a well-renowned basketball coach for Division I school, Wisconsin, which most of you guys might know about that school. And he ended up losing his job because he has a temper tantrum and he throws a chair's, chair onto the court floor and then gets terminated. Now, most of you guys who are into sports know about Pat Riley and all these other hot-headed type of coaches who do these theatrics. And it shows that, obviously, times have changed because that behavior is really not acceptable anymore as it was back then. But I guess he was known for being super strict, as most coaches are at that level, because it's high intensity in comparison to like a high school level even though in the states it can be uh pretty intense and 
it kind of shows how serious Americans take sports and how like the inner workings of the collegiate level works. So it shows that aspect like that small window if you weren't familiar with it if you are into sports or are into collegiate athletics you probably know a lot of this information anyways but it just basically paints a broad stroke or kind of gives you an insight if you weren't involved in sports growing up or you're not really interested into the sporting world so continuing on with this whole episode that's what happens at the opening sequence of it so he ends up losing his job he hits rock bottom he's a divorcee and he has a rocky relationship with his daughter at the first episode but he still talks to her and communicates with her and tries his best but a lot of the times he's focused on basketball which is the detriment of his relationships is what help is probably a factor on why he doesn't have a great relationship with uh, his daughter or his ex-wife because he's so tunnel-focused on basketball and being the best basketball coach because he's won many uh, titles and championships and all these different things. And a lot of people who you talk to or that if you were to ask them who are in that space – Sometimes it is that way. They don't have as much time to be around with their family because they want to win so much. They want to improve. They want the accolades. They want all these different things. So I'm asking you today, which things, if you were in their shoes, would be more important than you, your family or having success by the world standards? Because a lot of times people fall in that trap. And yes, and if you ask a lot of like pro wrestlers or artists, musicians, People who excel at their craft at a high level, a lot of times they have to sacrifice family time, even though they don't want to, because there's some people who are more family oriented, even though they don't want to, in order to get the goals that they had in mind. So it's interesting to see that aspect, because in your mind, you're like, oh, snap, dude, just take it easy and just be with your daughter, be with your wife and all that stuff. But when you think about it from his point of view, like it isn't that simple because he has a job and he wants to perform or continue to perform on a high level. And like I said before, and I said it again, you're going to have to sacrifice something. So what are you willing to sacrifice? If you want to have a better relationship with your family, then sometimes you're going to have to miss a couple practices. Sometimes you're going to have to call it early in order to be with your wife and your kid. So what are you willing to sacrifice is the question because you're going to have to sacrifice. So that is just generally like a plot line that they have in there. So he ends up getting another job, but it's because of one of the people who owns the private school recruited him to be the head coach and to bring them up to a higher level. And I think his name is Gruinski, I believe. It's the Gruinski family. It's a rich family. And his daughter is like the star player on the team. So as soon as he shows up there, people don't aren't receptive of him because it's an all-girls private school. They don't really, most of the 
school doesn't care about athletics like that because they don't have strong athletic programs. That's why they're in Division Three, And they kind of look at him as a monster based off of what the media portrays him as, which is another conversation where a lot of times the me- media does hit pieces on certain individuals and construes them and frame stories in a manner where it isn't that it isn't true and the person's actually not like that in real life but it's interesting to see how that played a role in this uh in this show because it's showing you how it could how the media plays a huge role in that and how other people who are not invested in that world would actually view you as a person because they're only going off of the information that the media provides them, which shows you how lethal the media can be. So going forward in the episode, he shows up to school. Everybody's staring at him like in a negative way because they don't really want him there in the first place. So he goes into the gym. He talks to the girls. The girls are not really receptive of him because they don't really want him there in the first place because of his reputation in the past. But later on in the season, you'll see the dynamics change a little bit. But they were very not receptive of him. They didn't want him to be there. They didn't like his tactics because they thought he was too rough. And then you can kind of see how the dynamic is between them because him being a male coach and them being an all-girls team, how that switches because he's talking to them like as if they're guys with their guys. And I do, and they're girls, but I do believe that men and women communicate differently. So there's certain things you wouldn't say to a woman that you could say to a guy, right? So in my mind, that's basically how it's playing out. Because I, the way I talk to women, I don't talk to men the same way because we communicate differently, right? Our approach should be different. You should take a different angle, right? So in order to get a greater understanding. So what's cool to see is that he's coaching an all-girls team. You don't really see basketball shows and movies based off of women, right? It's not really highlighted. And at first I was like, okay, this is this should be interesting because I'm a I like John Stamos anyways, so I think he's cool. But the fact that he's playing a basketball coach is like, okay, that's one thing. And then now he's coaching an all-girls team, which is interesting because I've never seen like a show. Most of the shows that I watch, like Friday Night Lights, is all guys and all that stuff. So it's cool to see like a, a female oriented sports show that's not like ultra dramatic or ultra girly well there is drama in it okay but you can sit down and not have your intelligence insulted it's not like ultra like i don't know like a reality tv show type of drama is actually substantial and you can see it in real life and you can see it in a it's in a way where it's like okay i could see this happening in real life so your suspension of disbelief doesn't really have to play a factor in it because it, there's a little bit of reality based, but it's the good reality. It's like something that's not like over the top and they didn't Disneyify it enough because <laughs> sometimes Disney does the over the top stuff where it's like, okay, like that's not really necessary, but it's cool. So all girls private school, like I said before, and he's trying to revamp it 
he has a assistant coach who's um I'm forgetting her name, but she plays a important role because she kind of brings balance to the team being a female coach and like she has really good insight in the game, but their dynamic kind of go, they butt heads at times because sometimes he wants to do it this way, but she's trying to teach him like, Hey, you can't do it with these girls. Cause they're not going to be receptive of that. You have to take a different approach. Like it can't just be your way or the highway all the time because like they're coming from a different disposition than you. It's not the same thing as like you going to uh, you and your prime coaching Wisconsin. It's not going to hit the same. It's not going to be the same results. So that's why he kind of starts to listen to her to see how he can connect and reach them. And then you can see their demeanor starting to change and shift towards because, as I said, at the beginning, opening sequences, they, they weren't trying to hear him at all. They hated him. They didn't want him there in the first place because he even cut the star player because she was giving too much attitude because that's how he is as a player or as a coach. But as the episode progresses, they start to warm up to him. She ends up getting back on the team because – Obviously, her dad is the reason why he, she was there, but he didn't play her until the end of the game because he wanted to teach her a lesson that, like, just because your dad owns, like, sponsors the team and just because your name is on the billboard doesn't mean that you are the focal point of the team. We're a team first, which is important because on. Well, it's kind of weird because sometimes it makes it seem like the coach is the star and then there's no star players. So that's one thing I looked at it as. But at the same time, like there are better players on each team. But if you guys don't work as a team, the likelihood of you winning is slim. I know basketball is different because one person can take over a game unlike any other uh, team sport. Because soccer, you can't do that. Like if your defense is trash, you're not going to win. Or in football, you definitely can't. Like, you can have a Tom Brady guy, caliber um, quarterback, but if he has no one to throw to or his linemen can't block, you saw it happen earlier this year for the Super Bowl, it's not going to work. So it's cool to see that he's taking, like, a different approach, making everybody feel important which is good because you want all your teammates to have good self-esteem, to feel significant that they play a, a good role in the game. So that is why I commend him with that. You can kind of see him change his coaching style a little bit to fit the modern times. It's to fit that he's coaching an all-girls team. So there's certain things that he can't say or there's certain things that he's going to adjust in order to relate to them. Because that's what makes a good coach a good coach is relating to your players and relating to your team that you're a part of in order to win. So you can see that happening and you can see that he's starting to become like a father role figure in some of these girls' lives, which is interesting because he's not really the best father to his own daughter, which kind of ends up being the case for a lot of situations. You can see it in a lot of people's lives where like their dad might be a better dad to other people than them, their own. And it's tough to see that. 
but honestly, you'll see when when his daughter Emma starts getting a little bit closer to him. And I'm not gonna spoil anything. I won't say anything more than that. So from episode two and seven, like you'll see the relationship change with him and her, and him learning from her and her learning from him, and them coming together. So that's all playing a role, and they're becoming like a cohesive unit. So and he's using that, using his experience with the team and the assistant coach in the school. And using the experiences and what people are teaching him there and coaching him on there. And he's translating it to his own life, his personal life, which actually shows growth and wisdom. So, yeah, this show is really, really good. Well written, well produced. Love the camera shots. Uh, Obviously, the basketball play isn't the greatest, not just because they're women, it's just because they're actors, right? Usually the time, usually they're not that great at playing basketball. But, like, the way it's filmed, it's still entertaining and still somewhat believable because then again, it is high school basketball at a prep school, so you're not really expecting the best of the best anyways. But, honestly, it's... I would give this, if you were to rate it out of three, no, rate it out of five, I would say I'm going to give it like a 3.54 out of five. It's a definitely a solid watch. Like, I can't wait every Friday to watch the, the new episodes uh, that come out. Next week, I'm going to do another Disney show. It's going to be The Game Changers. Uh, it's The Mighty Ducks. Similar story to... Not really super similar, but, like, the coaching situation is quite similar. But overall, I would say that Big Shot is a slept-on show and needs to be covered more than it actually is because a lot of times people overlook some shows because it's just not trending. Because it's kind of like uh, the Mitchells and the Machines. Like, that show blew up because of Twitter, in my opinion, because more people were talking about it. But I was already going to watch it regardless, right? And, like, a movie like Army of the Dead, which starring Dave Bautista, directed and, I think, created by Zack Schneider, which most of you guys who are into uh, superheroes know about him and his um, style of movies. That one's, like, number one on Netflix for a couple weeks. No, like for two weeks. And then right now it's at number three. And it had like over 72 million views, like internationally, I think, <laughs> like within a week. So like it was highly anticipated. I didn't watch it because like there's too much stuff in it where that I'm not going to like. So I'm not going to do a review on that. But I might do one on the Mitchells and the Machines, like a quick review to watch for you guys to want to watch it. But yeah, Big Shot, definitely, definitely a must watch if you have Disney Plus. If you don't have it, I know some of you guys have Android Box is. And if you don't have that, I know you guys have friends. If you don't have friends, you need to hear friends who have Disney Plus. But thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy it because I enjoyed making it for you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, assertions, please hit me up in the DMs underscore daily the suave kid. Converse. You guys have any suggestions? Leave the suggestions. If you like food, some swap food on Instagram. If you like fashion, Swap Kid TV 
on YouTube. And this is your been your boy Darius D, and I am signing off once again. So y'all just chill, just chill, chill. The next episode, why? Because your boy DD is definitely out of here.